This is The Planted Runner. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik. At the beginning of every new year, millions of us create resolutions about what we're going to do differently this year. Gyms start to get crowded again, and good intentions flow freely. But the harsh reality is that most of these well-intentioned people will fail. A study by researchers at Scranton University found that only 19% of individuals keep their New Year's resolutions. Most of them are abandoned by mid-January. What's going on? Is it lack of motivation, willpower, or discipline? Or is it something else? Welcome to The Planted Runner. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and my mission is to help you improve your running, your mindset, and your life with science-backed training and plant-based nutrition. In today's episode, we'll explore why most New Year's resolutions fail, why January 1st is a bad start date for most people, and what to do instead to create lasting change that you can happily stick to. So before you set a whole bunch of new goals for the new year, take a listen. Now, if one of your goals is to run a spring marathon or half marathon, January is the time to start. If you're pretty DIY, but you still want the most thorough custom training plan you can get, I've got you covered. Or if you want the best plan combined with coaching and a great community, my PR team is a perfect fit. Let me help you run your best season yet. Head to theplantedrunner.com for all the details and sign up today. At the end of this episode, right after the Mental Strength Minute, I will reveal the last winner of the year of our Apple Podcasts review contest. One lucky reviewer will receive a signed copy of my book, The Planted Runner, Running Your Best with Plant-Based Nutrition. If you'd like to win your own copy, write an Apple Podcasts review today. I choose a new winner every month. I bet you can guess what the top three New Year's resolutions are. Are you ready? They are getting in shape, getting out of debt, and getting more organized. For runners, your top picks might be train for a new race distance, hit the weights more often, or finally get into a mobility or a foam rolling routine a few times a week. Maybe you had an extra indulgent holiday season, and there's nothing wrong with that. And you're just not feeling comfortable with your body on your runs, like you do when everything is on track. Resolving to address all of this on January 1st can be a tempting idea. It's a new year and it's time for a fresh start. I'm going to use strength training as an example today, but as you'll see, it could be about anything you'd like to change. On day one, you're full of motivation and excitement and you're dreaming about the new you that is about to emerge. You've heard me say on this podcast a million times how important strength training is for your running and your longevity. And now's the time that you are finally going to be the runner you've always wanted to be. So you scroll through YouTube and find a perfect strength training video and you hit it hard. And of course, I have some on my channel if you're interested. Yes, you'll be sore the next day, but hey, that's part of the deal when you're getting back in shape, right? Sure enough, you are sore the next day, really sore, but you can't give up on day two and you do it again. It's a lot harder than the first day and you're moving much slower, but you muscle through it, literally. Day three rolls around and you're really starting to question yourself. It hurts to walk. It hurts to run. It even hurts to lift your cup of coffee. Maybe it's time for a rest day. 
The rest day certainly helps, but your motivation to strength train again is starting to fade. You start to remember why it's never been a habit for you because it's hard, you don't like it, and you've never been able to stick to this routine. Maybe you'll just go for a run instead, and if you feel okay at the end, you'll do a few lunges and squats. But then you forget about that and hit the shower instead. (laughs) By mid to late January, you're right back to where you started, but now you feel the guilt and the shame of failing at what you set out to do. So what happened? And why are you one of the 81% that have failed? What is the other 19% doing differently? Did they just have more willpower? The simplest answer is that you're not ready to change yet. Now I can hear you saying, no, I'm totally ready. I know this is what I need to do and I want the results. And there's something about the change in the calendar that's motivating, right? Well, if that's the stage you're in, then you still have a little ways to go. That's because according to psychologists, there are five stages of behavior change. If you're not in the exact stage for action when January 1st rolls around, you're not going to be ready and you're much more likely to fail. The good news is that none of these stages require willpower. The first stage is called pre-contemplation. It's when you deny you're having a problem, but other people might be concerned. So back to our strength training example, if you've never really incorporated into your running, you might not think it's all that important. You're doing fine without it. Stage two is contemplation. This is when you think about the pros and the cons of the change. You've read a running book or listened to this podcast and you start to think that strength training can really help you, but you've never really taken to it, so it's gonna be hard. Stage three is preparation. You begin to take steps to get ready to make a change. You invest in some weights, you join a gym, or you check out a few online strength videos. I've got a whole series of strength and mobility workouts for runners on YouTube if you need some inspiration and easy to follow routines. This is a common place to simmer for a long time, especially with unlimited information at our fingertips. Learning a little bit about the kind of strength training runners need is awesome. Falling down an endless rabbit hole of every way that you can possibly strength train can trap you into paralysis. So do some homework, but accept that you'll need to learn and adjust even more as you take action. Stage four is where things actually start happening, and it's appropriately called the action stage. You go to the gym or you start doing strength work at home. And finally, the last stage is maintenance, which is where most people fall off the wagon. This is when you finally figure out how to stick to your change over the long term. What seems to happen with New Year's resolutions is that people think that change in the year means they are ready to change when they haven't gone through the stages to really get there. An arbitrary deadline comes and goes, and if you haven't come up with your maintenance plan before you took action, those actions are less likely to become a real habit. So what's a better way? I'll go over that when we come back. Women's Running Stories, where we explore the intersection between running and life. Because every woman who is committed to a running journey has a story to tell, and this is where you'll find those stories. I am host and producer Sheree Louise Turner. I'm a 53-year-old runner, and together with original music by musician and runner Cormac O'Regan, we bring these inspirational stories to life. Please join us to fuel your adventures. 
Hear Her Sports is a podcast for everyone who loves stories by and about women striving to improve and make a difference in their lives. I am your host, Elizabeth Emery, a former professional cyclist. In every episode, I introduce a female athlete or woman in the business of sport through a thoughtful conversation about who they are and the terrific work they're doing. My guests and I explore the glorious and frustrating issues in sports, history, equity, training, nutrition, and so much more. Join us for inspiration, for community, and for love of being a strong athletic woman. Welcome back to The Planted Runner. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik. After learning that more than 80% of New Year's resolutions fail, it might be tempting to never even make one. I actually think that's an excellent idea. January 1st is no more special than January 7th or 21st or whatever date on the calendar. When you are fully committed and prepared to change, that will set you up for success. So let's get into how to prepare your resolution to increase your chances that it will stick this time. The first step is to be very specific. Instead of saying, I want to strength train more, a better, more specific plan would be to say, I'm going to strength train for 20 minutes on Tuesdays and Thursdays after my run. By being very specific, it's clear what you need to do, not what you want to achieve. You have a lot more control over your actions than you do your results. So having a very specific action plan is key. The other important part about the resolution to strength train on Tuesdays and Thursdays is that it's not overly ambitious. If you instead resolve to hit the gym every day when you weren't even going once a month, that's a recipe for burnout. It's simply too dramatic of a change to be achievable for most people. In the beginning, you might find that your 20 minutes twice weekly plan is actually too easy. That's a good thing. Because at the risk of oversimplifying things, it's far easier to do easy things than hard things. Try not to get so caught up in your ego and push it to 30 minutes or add in Wednesday and Saturday. The goal at first is to just create the habit. It's not actually about the strength training itself just yet. Commit to a really doable goal. And if you find that you need a little more, wait a few weeks to let the habit settle before adding in more. The next key to the success of your resolution to strength train for 20 minutes on Tuesdays and Thursdays after your run is the last part, after your run. First off, from a training perspective, strength training on your hard running days is a great idea. It means that your hard days are truly hard and allows your easy and rest days to be truly easy and restorative. Concentrating your hard efforts on the same day gives you the best opportunity to recover, which is how we build strength and power. But the other reason this is a great idea is because you're habit stacking. Habit stacking is when you take an action that you already do habitually and add on another action that you're trying to make a habit. If you're already habitually running on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you are already in sweaty workout clothes and it's not too much of a stretch to add on some strength work. Yes, you might be a little tired from your run to really push it with the weights, but that's actually a good thing. Remember, we are trying to make our new habit as easy as possible, and going light on the weights after a run makes it harder to skip. What else could you do to reinforce your Tuesday-Thursday strength sessions? Create an environment that triggers you to do the right thing. 
That could be setting a calendar reminder on your phone that notifies you when you wake up that today is your strength day. It could also be setting your weights and yoga mat by the front door before your run so that they are staring at you when you get home. Maybe you put a sticky note on the bathroom mirror so you see it before you hit the shower. Humans are very visual and these in-your-face reminders can nudge you to take action. Now, what happens if you do everything that I've just suggested and you still can't seem to get the habit to stick? First of all, have some grace with yourself. Habit change is hard and it doesn't always go the way you want it to. And sometimes you need to regress in order to progress. No one does everything that they set out to do and that's okay. So take a break and reassess. What went wrong? Was your plan too ambitious and unrealistic? If that's the case, chop it into smaller pieces. So maybe instead of 20 minutes of strength work, you aim for 10 minutes for now. It's really amazing what you can do in 10 minutes if you give it a chance. And again, when we're habit building, it's less about the actual activity and more about reinforcing the habit. Even five minutes of lifting weights could be enough to check the box. So don't underestimate the power of good enough. Or perhaps you're not sticking to your strength work because you just don't like it. <laughs> it feels like a chore. Well, there are a couple of ways to address that. One view is that sometimes in life, we need to take our medicine and do things we'd rather not do. 20 minutes of strength work twice a week isn't exactly digging ditches in a drought, right? Doing the right thing, even if it's a little unpleasant, is part of what it means to be a successful adult. But... The other way to look at it is to find a way you can actually enjoy it. There are a ton of ways to get strong, from body weight only to heavy dumbbells to machines at the gym. And there's also about a million different videos, trainers, group classes, and plans out there for just about every type of person. I promise, if you are looking for a way to hate strength work, you can find it. And if you're looking for a way to enjoy it, you can find that too. And finally, my last tip is to give your new habit a performance goal of its own. In running, we often have performance goals that are motivating, such as a specific race distance or a time. We come up with elaborate running schedules and plans, all in the service of one day reaching a performance milestone. So why not set one for strength training as well? Yes, the main goal of your strength work is to support your running and stay injury free. But what if you set benchmarks in the weight room as well? This could be something like working on your push-ups so you can finally do 10 in a row on your toes. Or maybe you can work on your deadlift so you're lifting X amount of pounds. Or how about getting strong enough to master the pull-up? Find something interesting and exciting that you'd like to brag about to your running buddies and train for it. Collecting achievements can be addictive, confidence boosting, and can completely shift your outlook. So if by the time you listen to this, you've already tossed out your New Year's resolutions, good for you. New habits don't form with the changing of the calendar. Long-lasting habits are created when you're ready with a specific and achievable plan for incremental yet consistent change. And with that... I wish you a happy new year, and I hope you have a great run today. Before we get to the Mental Strength Minute, I'd like to announce this month's winner of our Apple Podcast Review Contest. It's one of two does not work. Who writes? 
Really love this podcast. Five stars. Claire is so knowledgeable and her podcast has a great balance. It's to the point, easy to understand, and always so informative. I love listening to it while I run. Your mission is to email me at claire at theplantedrunner.com with your shipping address in the U.S. and your signed copy of The Planted Runner will be on its way. If you'd like to win next month, all you have to do is write an Apple podcast review. I read every single one and I'll choose a new random winner. And now it's time for the Mental Strength Minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. Today's topic is create a keyword. There is always going to be a time in a race where something goes off track. Maybe you drop your gel, your shoe comes untied, or your GPS doesn't work. This can derail your race if you're not careful. Practice getting back on track with a keyword like focus or form or some other word that reminds you to let it go and get back in the game. Practice your keyword often in training when your mind wanders so that it's second nature on race day. The word you choose will be associated with calmly getting back to work. You'll forget about what went wrong and focus on making everything right. Thank you for listening to The Planted Runner, part of the Evergreen Podcasts Network. Don't forget that you can win a copy of my book for leaving an Apple podcast review. So be sure to write yours right after your run today. Reviews are the number one way to boost this show's reach. And it's a great way to tell me what you'd like to hear next, because I read every single one. Have a great run today. There is no hood like parenthood. When you meet a fellow parent, you just kind of get each other on a whole nother level. Hi, I'm Kanika Chanda Gupta. I'm a former CNN journalist, mom of three, including twins, and host of That's Total Mom Sense, the podcast. I interview change makers on their life lessons, legacy, and superpower of intuition, aka their mom sense and dad sense. I've had some pretty amazing parents on my show. Hey, what's up? I'm Kelly Rowland. Hi, this is Chelsea Clinton. It's me, Bobby Brown. Can't wait to share my story. Episodes release every Thursday. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. Join my tribe at thatstotalmomsense.com and follow me on Instagram at Kanika Chanda Gupta. I'm thrilled to be on this journey with you.